am Jane Blossom. I am Alyssa Berwebe. My name is Vanessa Obi. I am Gabby. <laughs> uh, I'm Olivia. I am Anonymous. Uh, my name is Brianna Sanders. I am Claudia. I am Luna. I am Eldana Jacopaiva. Um, I'm Emma Worgen. I'm 19. I'm a student at UW Eau Claire. I am Ava. I am Kayla Slesher. I am Anonymous. I am Brienne Allen. I am Sandra. I am Emma Vickers. When I was nine years old, I got my first period. And it was incredible. I was incredibly young. It was very unexpected. Um, and so you can imagine that, like, in second and third grade, I was the first girl in my class, like, wearing training bras and stuff like that. And so just as a child and growing up and hitting puberty so young, my body was already changing. Um, and so... To the outside world, I didn't look like a nine-year-old girl, but I was. And so even at such a young age, I was, I was very sexualized. Um, and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I hit puberty early, uh, the fact that I'm a Black woman, and the fact that I lived in, like, a, and still do live in a poor community. Like, I can remember eating out at, like, McDonald's with my, with my family and, like, having men like look at me or give me compliments and I'm like 10 or 11 I'm like this is really weird I, I'm also a childhood sexual abuse survivor from the ages of like 9 to 16 um, I was being sexually abused by my stepfather and a lot of it was just hypersexualization. and so I was being like sexualized in ways that I didn't even understand yet because I was very much still a child um and i can remember like i can remember one thing that my my stepfather my abuser said to me and it sticks with me um i had just stopped straightening my hair <laughs> and i just started wearing it natural and he said you know with your hair natural you look like an eight but with it straightened you look like a 10 and i was maybe maybe like 15 or 16, 15 around that time. And so I just remember thinking like, that's what you're going to say to your stepdaughter. Like, that's what you're going to say to me. That was a lot for me. Just having to like deal with comments like that. A lot of it is just, it's just because that I am a black woman um, and that people feel as if they have some kind of claim to my body not only because I'm a woman, but because I'm black and because I'm poor. Whether it be like my stepfather at a very young age sexualizing me or like just men on the street. When I was in eighth grade, um, one of my male like teachers uh, told me that I was being dress coded that day because I was wearing a dress with like leggings underneath and the tops, like the very tops of my shoulders were showing. 
And I didn't know necessarily that I was against dress code, if it even was, but the teacher came up to me. He told me that I was breaking dress code because I was getting attention from guys in front of a group of like male friends and female friends. And he said in front of everyone, like, I shouldn't want that attention and told me to go meet him like after class or whatever we were doing. And so he pulled me into the hallway and he told me, he's like, Alyssa, I have daughters and I hope when they're your age, they don't dress like you trying to get that attention from boys like that. Like that's such a whore move on your part and you shouldn't be exposing your body like that because of a dress I wore that showed my shoulders. So basically it all started in like elementary school and it was a like a bunch of boys my age too that were doing it. And the first time was second grade. The boy that touched me was supposed to be like two or three grades ahead of me. So it was very like weird. And it was during like reading time and they had to switch classes because my teacher found out about it. So that stopped happening until about fifth grade when there was like a huge problem in my school with the teacher. And I felt like I was harassed in a way because I didn't speak up about my friends getting harassed. Because like three of my closest friends got raped by a teacher in my school. And I knew about it and I didn't speak up about it. So... And then in sixth grade, there were a bunch of boys, like, my grade should be older, like, in other older grades. And then, in, like, in the, in the back of class, they would just, like, touch me, like, under my skirt and stuff. And that, would, that was happening, like, the whole year. Um, like, touching my, like, legs and thighs when I was going up the staircases, making huddles and like telling me to come over there and then just they all of them would just like slap my butt like so hard and I was just like mm, okay and they would just make a bunch of like comments like degrading me saying like oh you're a whore like you're such a hoe you're so such a bitch you're so ugly shit like that of course growing up where like new fashion trends were coming in and like short shorts were coming in and like tank tops were coming in and you know all these new styles came in and I remember one day I like my mom had bought me those clothes and I was at my dad's house and I walked into the kitchen and my dad just stopped and he said, what are you wearing? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's hot outside. I'm just wearing, you know, and I was wearing like a short sleeve shirt and short athletic shorts. Um, and he did this thing where he walked around me and just like eyed me up and down. He was like, I'm scared that might look too sexy. And his music, he had to have me change. Was a weird experience because I was in like third grade. You know, I was young. Um, and I didn't quite understand that my body as a female had to be like limited like this. Um, I remember one time I was 13 and I was on vacation with my family in Florida. We were celebrating my, it would have been my dad's 50th birthday anniversary. Um, and so we were in Florida and I was just wearing this like polka dot dress. It was like a normal dress. And then I also had like a 
button down t-shirt that was like halfway tied like across so that like it covered like my shoulders um and we were waiting at the bar before we were going to be seated and this old man this old white man he was if i had to estimate his age he probably was almost 80 years old and he came up to me and he told me that he wanted to connect all the polka dots on my dress with his magic marker to which i assumed that meant his penis or whatever his magic marker happened to be in the situation to which i just was like um i'm 13 sir like that's in- literally insane I only realized it was sexual assault. I don't know if I would classify it as rape, but I only recently realized that it happened to me. I had to ask a few friends about it, and they were like, yeah, like this isn't normal. That's not okay. It's not supposed to happen. And I was like, fuck, okay. I don't want to paint myself as the victim, but I know it happened. With my circumstance, it was more like, if you don't do this, you don't love me. You have to do it. That's the only way we can be official. I I said yes, but it wasn't like I wanted to. Like, I directly gave consent, but I didn't want to. My body didn't want to. Everything didn't want to. I was pressured into it by the individual and it was just a lot i remember telling him to stop but he was just like just let it happen i pretended like nothing happened and that it didn't exist i never thought rape or sexual assault would be a big trigger for me but after like therapy i realized some of my anxiety stems from it I think my sophomore year of high school, it was homecoming. So I was dressed up for homecoming in like a dress and it was sort of low cut and I was wearing heels and so were my friends. And we were standing outside like towards the end of the dance and a teacher was like standing in this circle with us, very visibly like checking us out, staring at my friend's boobs and then like turns to us and says that he doesn't think that girls our age should be wearing makeup or high heels because like it's sexualizing us as he's actively sexualizing us (laughs) i remember like coming home and like actually like crying because i felt i don't know i was just it just made me angry i was definitely dismissed when i like brought that um experience or other experiences with this teacher up you know like that's a small subtle thing and i think like a lot of these things are small subtle things but Oftentimes, they're like a sign of a bigger problem from a person. Um, Like that teacher ended up getting fired for sexual harassment. And that little instant was just like one example or one like red flag that he would ultimately become or like was predatory. My sophomore year of college, I started wearing my hair in like a full afro and I would like spend an hour and a half maybe every week just like combing out my hair brushing it out making it big and puffy looking like a 1960s like civil rights activist kind of vibe um and so I started to realize that the sexualization came from both sides because as a black woman one of the things that I realized was that I was being so sexualized by white men 
And so white men just kind of were like, oh, will you be my chocolate princess? Like your hair is so beautiful. And I can, I can remember thinking like, not only is it because that I'm a black woman, but it's because I'm also biracial. And because I'm just black enough to be exotic and yet white enough to be conventionally attractive. You know, I'm black enough to be exotic, but white enough to not be like threatening. And so that attracted a lot of white men, that kind of exoticism, that fetishization of my hair. But then on the flip side, that also attracted a lot of black men. And that was one of the things that really surprised me. Um, My whiteness was also really intriguing to black men because, um, you know, I had had beautiful hair and it's just like, oh my gosh, will this woman be like my African Nubian princess Um, coming from both sides. Before I started working at Wayland, I was working at a company in Milwaukee. Um, So I was working as a marketing and communications manager there. And I did a lot of photography there. And so they work in the food industry. That's their market. So, you know, we have the offices. And then we also had like the floor area where all the food production took place. So I was in charge one day of going out and taking pictures of the construction that they were doing because we were putting together a whole story um, about the expansion. And so I was taking pictures um, just out on the floor and it was a predominantly male environment, white male environment. And, you know, just one of the maintenance guys, he would joke around with me and he has a history of being a sexual predator and I was fully aware of that. So I always made sure to, you know, be safe around him, just kind of keep my distance um, just because I didn't necessarily trust him. And that day he had asked me, you know, since I was out taking pictures, he asked me if I would send him a nude picture of myself. So, you know, I think that's obviously very frightening to happen to me, especially because This was my first real job out of college. Um, I didn't necessarily know what to do in that sort of situation. I kind of laughed it off and I was like, okay, like, did you really just say that to me? It was kind of very shocking. I later texted my coworker and I said, hey, this happened um, with the maintenance guy earlier today. And he was like, you know, I think you should at least mention it to your direct supervisor, um, so they can kind of keep track of things because because he is a sexual predator. And so the next day I had gone to my boss and I said, this happened yesterday. Um, it was definitely a scarring experience because when he had asked me for, a, you know, a nude picture, it definitely triggered things that had happened to me in college. Um, and so I just really, you know, I got really scared and I felt embarrassed to tell my boss like I really doubted myself I was like why did I let myself get in this situation but I knew it wasn't my fault and my boss he reassured me he said you know we know of his history we appreciate you telling us but what was really concerning after that um, was that the maintenance man had he only got suspended for three days it was kind of like a slap on the hand And they never called his parole officer and told him what happened, even though legally that's what you're supposed to do. 
and he was essentially bragging about how he had gotten just a three-day vacation. It didn't sit right with me because they didn't necessarily do anything. The fact that he was able to brag about leaving work for three days was just unbelievable to me because I was like, you have no idea the power of your words that they have on somebody like me. Like, you don't know what people have gone through in the past. And so that was just, that was, I don't know, it was kind of traumatizing. Um, There's one teacher at my school that seems to always comment on what I'm wearing. And I understand we have a dress code and those type of comments are fine, but specifically ones about how the clothes are shaped to my body or how my body looks in the clothes. Like I was wearing ripped jeans that obviously showed a bit of my legs and I was just outside and I made a comment like, oh, I'm pretty cold out, like shivering. And then the teacher said, well, maybe it's because you're showing off your legs to all the boys. And that comment made me really, really, really angry because <laughs> all I'm trying to do is just wear normal jeans and just go outside and do normal things. But of course, she had to say something about my body as if I won't even want to wear clothes for the boys or like impress the boys with my legs or my jeans or something when I literally just woke up and put on jeans. And the same teacher, we were having a special day at our school where we could wear like something fancy or like a skirt or a dress. And so I made a comment saying I was gonna wear a skirt. And then the teacher said, well, of course you're gonna wear a short skirt. I know you, you're gonna wear a short skirt. And that also made me really mad, like assuming that I'm going to wear a short skirt for attention or just, I don't know. Um, I remember one time I was walking my dog and this older boy was like yelling at me from across the street. He was like, hey, you, you, you. And he was probably like 17, 18. I was like 12, you know, middle school. It's kind of awkward. Like I was like, you know what, ignore him. Like I knew he was talking to me and I was just like, you know what, whatever. But um, yeah, so he was yelling at me from across the street and he was like, bitch you don't hear me like he was like cursing at me and I was like I don't know you bye like and I felt like really threatened like I was like oh my gosh like he was significantly bigger than me and I was like oh my gosh like I'm, I'm 12 like I don't know what to do like I just felt so small at that moment it just oh my it did not feel good even in the train station like on my way home like I would get like touched by like random guys on the train I was walking down the hallway one day, I think it was like probably freshman or sophomore year, and I was just walking down and he just like grabbed my boob and kept walking. I was just like so in shock. I just like started laughing out of nervousness, but I was like, what the hell? I was just so in shock and confused. So it was when I was like 11 and um, I was in Wisconsin visiting my grandma. Um, my friend and I were staying over at my grandma's house and um, it was like 9 p.m. and my grandma's boyfriend came into um, our room and he asked us if we wanted to go on a drive with him. And we were like, okay, like, sure, you know. And so we went and then he, he took us into the woods. And I thought it was really creepy, but I was like, it's my grandma's boyfriend, you know. And then he offered us weed and alcohol 
he asked us if we wanted to smoke. He asked us if we wanted to drink. We were like, no, thank you. Like, I'm 11, you know. And so we were like, no, no, thank you. Like, and it was kind of getting creepy because then right after he tried to, you know, get us out of our sober state of mind, he started telling us how our bodies were hot and, you know, how sexy we were and stuff like that. And we were like, I was 11 and my friend was like 12 or 13. And so we were just kind of like, what is going on? So we asked to go home and then he took us home. But that like experience has always stuck to my mind because it's so creepy. And I always thought about what could have happened to me, you know, and I just think it's kind of sad because I was literally 11. Like, my boobs weren't even, like, grown yet. Like, I didn't have anything. And my grandma's boyfriend still, like, tried to hit on me. It started really getting out of head, like, hmm, I want to say sophomore year, summer. Because, like, one time I had on, like, shorts that went down to my knees, bro, and, like, a regular T-shirt. And then I was, that's was time like I was learning like how to drive and stuff. And it's like, I was in the car, it was like me, my grandma and my friend Mariah. And she was saying how, oh, I can't believe your dad let you come out the house like this. You look like you belong on a corner and all this other stuff. And I'm like, what do I even have on? I literally have one, like I literally had on a shorts and t-shirt. And then I was like, I didn't necessarily say this to her because obviously, like, I wasn't going to say that to my grandma because it's my grandma and none of those stuff. But then, like, I was just thinking, like, how does me wearing shorts and a t-shirt just make, like, give approval to random guys? Just, oh, yeah, do whatever you want with me. And then it would be times where, like, if I was literally in the house and, like, one of my uh, uncles, that's not, like, really my uncles, like, my friends who, like, my dad had grew up with like since they was younger but like they're not really blood related like they'll come over like while I was still like lounging around and then like when I lounge around like I wear like a big t-shirt and, like spandex or whatever yeah and then so like one time like they was coming over for breakfast or whatever but me not knowing anything like oh like oh like this is like my uncles or whatever like why do I need to change or whatever and then my grandma literally yanks me to the side talking about some why do you got this on in front of like all of these men da, 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 da. And I'm like I literally looked at her like I was like these are my uncles like and I'm how old like why I'm like why are you thinking like this like why are you doing all of this for what it doesn't make any sense this literally was a point where I wouldn't wear anything but like sweatpants and stuff but then they came at me for only wearing sweatpants and everything. You know, they're saying like, oh, why are you dressing like that? Oh, then, then they used to start saying like, oh, you want to be a boy now and all this other stuff. And I'm like, and like, in my, like I didn't say that to them. I literally just stared at them. But like in my head, I was thinking like, like, what do y'all want? I wear stuff that's too revealing and I belong, want to belong on the street. I cover myself up. I want to be a boy now. Like, like what? Like, it's literally like never enough. My biggest upset like being sexualized seems to be by my dad and it's weird because he would like call himself a feminist and like he's a liberal and all this stuff and he thinks he's great because of it but he always just said stuff that he doesn't realize may hurt and like rub people the wrong way um because he just thinks he's trying to like watch out for me and protect me and like that's what my mom always said she's like oh he doesn't mean anything by it like he's just 
worried for you but the context never made sense and it was always little things like the thing that stood out to me the most I was in sophomore year of high school I think and I was just trying on a dress for the dance and it wasn't like super short or anything it was kind of tight and it was two pieces um but I was still pretty young and he was like oh you look like a prostitute in that and so then I went upstairs and cried um my freshman year of high school um I was um, hanging out with some friends before a volleyball game, and so I was wearing, like, spandex and, like, volleyball stuff, right? And these two guys, like, I had just met them, and, like, they were just, like, making some comments, and then um, one of them ended up, like, grabbing my ass, and obviously it wasn't cool, like, I just walked off, but, like, they were laughing about it, and there was jokes, and... I remember when I was younger in middle school too my I was gonna go to my dad's softball game he told me I needed to wear baggy clothes and long pants because there were men there and that the men were gonna like be attracted to me or whatever like just sexualizing a 12 or 13 year old's body right there when I was a freshman in college at my first college party I got very drunk and was taken back to my friend's house and I woke up with a man's fingers inside of me. He was a fifth year and I told him to stop and he didn't. He told me how lucky I was that a fifth year senior was attracted to a freshman and how I should be grateful. I felt used. Later, he consistently messaged me on different platforms begging me not to tell anyone because he had a girlfriend and he didn't want me to ruin his college career. I felt alone, used, and isolated from so many of my friends who would talk about how he was such a great guy. So this year at school, there's like a dollar store right off campus. Um, So two of my other friends and I, uh, all girls in like hoodies and sweatpants to the dollar store. And there's these three men sitting on a bench outside. As we're walking in, they're like, oh, hello, beautiful ladies. You're looking so gorgeous today. Like, just like catcalling us. Compliments are nice, but also they were like 70s. I'm in my sweatpants. Like, I don't need to be told if I'm pretty. Basically, it was the beginning of the school year. I was I was eating dinner with my friends, and we had just gotten back from sports, and I was wearing um high-waisted leggings and a sports bra because I had volleyball and we were working out and as of course that night for dessert it was popsicles but we were eating and I was eating my popsicle and there's a male teacher that works here at Wayland and he came up to me and he told me what you're wearing makes me feel uncomfortable um and when I, when he said that I didn't really know what to say I was just kind of like stunned I was like why are you telling me that I make you feel uncomfortable? It's not my job to make you feel comfortable. My job's to make myself feel comfortable. Um, and basically, I was just like stunned. I was like, wow, didn't expect that. And so I said, well, um, I'm a little confused. Like, why does my clothing make you feel uncomfortable? I'm wearing athletic wear. It's in the dress code. It's in the handbook. It should be all be okay. And he said, you need to put a shirt on. And I was just like, okay. Uh, now I understand that it's my bra or really just my sports top that's how I see it that makes you feel uncomfortable and it didn't make me feel comfortable the fact that he literally was like standing over me and like looking down at my bra while I was eating my popsicle at the same time 
Um, and so then my friends, Gabby Johnson and Faith Hart, they looked at him and they were like, that's not appropriate. Like, you can't say that to her. She's wearing athletic leisure clothes. That Why are you sexualizing her outfit? Um, to which I said, yeah, there's nothing wrong with my outfit. If anything, if I can't wear this, then you shouldn't be able to wear a muscle t-shirt or no shirt around campus because it should, we should both be held to the same standard, I think. And then he said, well, I don't really know about that. Like, I don't think that's right. And then he went ahead and said, well, you know, I think that what I'm saying is right because I'm the adult in the situation. So I'm going to go ask the female teachers that are sitting over there, um, who I do feel comfortable saying their name, Miss Slusher and Miss Miller, um, what they think. And then they basically shut him down. And I remember that night, Miss Miller, she came up to me and she was like, just so you know, like, every body is beautiful. Your body is beautiful. You should be able to wear whatever you want to wear that makes you feel confident. And what he said was the dumbest thing that any man can say and that he shouldn't sexualize sports clothing. So one time, a specific time I remember, I was running and I was waiting at a corner and then a big truck comes by and there's like guys in the back, like the back pickup truck. And they were screaming at me to take my shirt off which there was nothing I could do except stand there and just look at them like I couldn't walk away. I think I like chuckled a bit to make myself feel more comfortable and make them feel more comfortable for some reason. I just stood there, laughed, and then they kept staring at me. This was like a whole like two minute interaction because they were in a stoplight and I was at the stoplight. So now I'm just sitting there. They were just staring at me. It, it was just silence and it was just really uncomfortable and I didn't know what to do. This happened when I was about like 10 years old and I still think about it now just because it kind of like shaped my mind around like growing up and changing as a woman. So as when you're like 10 around, like you start like hitting puberty and all that stuff. And I noticed that like, like obviously like you, you grow breasts, obviously. And um, that was happening to me. And I was already like really insecure about it just because, you know, like you're changing and all this stuff. And as a lot of people know, um, my family owns like a business. I usually have to work there. So, and since it's a really social place, um, my dad is like one of the main people that are there and a lot of his friends are there too. One time I remember this, I was just sitting, um, minding my own business and my dad's friend, I remember like came up to me and made a comment that like I was growing boobs. I felt really uncomfortable and I was like, what the heck so he like put it upon himself to like bring over my dad and even was like like oh look she's growing up she's growing breasts and like pointed at them <laughs> my dad just like laughed and just didn't do anything about it so i don't know i just the whole experience just made me feel so like uncomfortable and like after that day i like covered them always and i always like did not express my femininity at all after that Every time I would wear anything that shows them or anything like what I would think about. Because obviously like you're growing up, it's a vulnerable like place. And I was already confused with my femininity and like how it was becoming. And just kind of got destroyed after that because I felt like that's what all people were going to look at if I did like do anything. When I was nine, I can remember like my stepfather having him grope me, having him like kind of pull me towards him or pull me onto his lap. And as a nine-year-old and as a girl that hit puberty at nine, I didn't quite look like 
as young as I actually was. Um, and so I was nine years old when the sexual abuse started. As I got to be like around my 16th birthday, um, the sexual abuse got particularly bad. Um, and it got like particularly egregious because at first it, it just kind of snowballed. I can remember my, my stepfather like asking me if I had ever seen a man's penis and then showing me his. And I remember just like running out of the situation and just like crying and just recognizing like something's, something's incredibly wrong here. This isn't right. So I was in sixth grade and I did this tutoring thing where I would go to like an elementary school that and tutor a second grader there. Two days a week I would go do this and I would walk um, from my middle school to the elementary school. So when I when I had to walk into the building, um, there was kind of like the little like area in between like the two doors. So you had to like walk through doors, there's a little area and then you had to walk through another doors to get to like the main office. And every time I'd go, there would be a group of 7th and 8th grade boys kind of waiting in between those two doors. And every time I would walk through, like, they would make little comments about my body and, like, my butt. And that, like, already made me nervous and, like, just weirded out. And it was, like, I guess a difficult, like, internally, whether it was, like, a compliment or whether it was like a problem like I, I just think I didn't know like what I how I should feel about it then one day one of my friends who was a girl she told me what they were like saying about me and at one point she said like you know she's like in sixth grade right like she's little and they were like well she doesn't look like a sixth grader to me like her body doesn't look little to me it just made me feel like like I'm no longer I'm no longer allowed to be like a child. That's what it felt like in the moment. Or I'm no longer seen as a child. Uh, just being like an Asian woman, I think, was also a big part of it. Even in like middle school, I'd have people like just sexualize my race, which was really uncomfortable. Oftentimes, guys will come up to me and be like, "I'm gonna fuck you," like they do in hentai, which is anime porn. That was often one that I heard a lot which like even in middle school just so scary like just like yeah, like a seventh grader and an eighth grader like why would I need to be hearing these kinds of things but like when I was growing up it was just me and my mom in the house so like two girls in the house we just lived our regular lives you know what I mean like if we didn't have pants on we didn't have pants on it wasn't a big deal and then when I would go visit my dad like he lived with his wife and like had my little brother and so then like Everything was fine. Like, I knew, like, okay, this isn't my home, so you can't act the same. But when I would go visit other family members, they'd be like, oh, hey, like, maybe you shouldn't wear these pants or this shirt. And I was like, okay, like, that's weird. But didn't think anything about it. Would change the shirt or change whatever and would just keep going on about my day. And then as I got older and I started to realize that, like, based on your body build and then, like, just those around, other people have different like expectations of how you should be or how you should act. And it was like, wow, I wonder if this was like to prevent someone from sexualizing me or because there was experiences that had already occurred and they were trying to prevent them from happening again. 
something that I recognize now that I don't want others to have to go through or for like my future children to have to experience because your body is your body and you should be able to wear whatever you want. I was on the train, um, the L train in Chicago. And so, and I was wearing a halter top that I couldn't wear a bra with, which I didn't think anything of because I just couldn't. And it's like a pretty top. So I got on the train and I was just like sitting there and then there's this like finance bro looking dude across from me and I can tell like he's looking me up and down and like grinning at me and at one point he like winks like it was weird and I, I sort of didn't understand like what he was trying to do and then probably a minute later like I see him take out his phone and start recording like a video of me. And in that moment, like, I definitely felt like a sexual object. He was just, like, totally violating my privacy. Like, no regard to how I would feel. Like, no, not even enough regard to, like, hide the fact that he was doing that. And I was really bothered by it. But then I sort of tried to talk myself out of it. Like, no, he wasn't doing that or that's not such a big deal. Like, I just didn't know how to react to it. So this guy has been, like... Um, just kind of pining after me. And so, um, and I'm too, I'm too nice of a person. (laughs) And so I just kind of like go with it. And so we like go out and eat in the dining hall together and we just kind of are chilling. And he tells me about like a little bit about his past and how he's adopted and how like his family was uh, physically abusive to him. And being an abuse survivor, I don't meet a lot of people that will disclose that. And so I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I was also abused growing up. You know, like you're not alone. I was sexually abused. But he looks at me and he says, how could you not know? I had to, I really had to sit and think like, what the hell is he asking me? (laughs) And he was like, how could you not know that you, that you were being sexually abused? And it was like, I can't even remember what I said. I just remember wanting to like pick up my things and walk out. Well, I was nine years old. I shouldn't have to have known. There was no way I could have known because no one taught me what any of that stuff meant and that it was bad. Um, I didn't know that I was being sexualized because I didn't even know what sexualization or sex even looked like because I was a child. So... I was on my way, I was in the airport with both of my brothers and my sister, and we were going from Madison to New York, I think, and we had to pass through security, so we had to go through baggage, like where we like put our bags through security and stuff, and so I was the, like, the last one behind all my siblings, and I was the last person to go, and I was wearing like a normal t-shirt, not that low at all it came to probably to like my chest area and it was um and I was wearing like a cardigan and sweatpants <laughs> and as I was walking you know this there's a security guy over there I have to walk through that big machine thing that scans you and stuff and the guy looks at me and he <laughs> he's this like old white man and he looks at me and then I knew something s- stupid was gonna come out of his mouth just by the way he looked at me he starts looking me up and down, very creepy way, and then he's like, maybe you should button that button, and <laughs> I really did not know what to say, I was so scared, 
I was like, what? I then he just said, what? He's like, maybe you should button that button and continue to look at the button that he wanted me to button. <laughs> and then I was like, I just froze. And then I just walked away. I didn't button it, but I just froze. And then I, la- I like, maybe like 20 minutes later, I kind of processed what happened. And then I got really upset because then I wished I had said something in the moment. But I also know that knowing myself, I don't think I could like process what had happened and still say something. Oh, I remember when I was growing up, like, I love my mom, you know, I love my mom a lot, but she really kind of played into these issues, you know, all right, if you wear tights, you can't show your butt, you know, you have a butt, you don't want people staring at you, you know, um, like, cover yourself up, you know, we need to get bigger pants for you, your, your butt's sticking out too much. For snowball last year, uh, I wore my, it was like a teal dress long sleeve, low cut down the chest, and it was, like, a short dress, um, and it was one of the, like, my favorite dresses of all time, and, like, I wore it, and I felt, like, powerful, and, uh, my family back home were together, and my grandma, my mom's mom, was there, and she saw the pictures I sent mom, and she said, um, you look very pretty, even though you borderline look like a slut, As a 12-year-old child, I was pressured into sending pictures of my body to grown men. A couple of years later, my boyfriend at the time only ever wanted me for my body, uh, but I turned a blind eye because I thought this was normal. It wasn't healthy, and I did things I am not proud of. I grew up feeling like I had to use my body in order for people to like me, and it didn't work, and now my body doesn't feel like my own. I still struggle discerning when men like me for my personality or for their own gratification. Okay, so one time I went to the gym and I was just wearing normal gym clothes that you probably see anywhere. Just leggings and a tank top. But while I was running, the guy who was like observing the gym or working there, he came up to me in the middle of my workout while I was running, while I was sweating. (laughs) I just stopped and he was like, um, your outfit is distracting. And I was like, my outfit? I'm just wearing a tank top. And he was like, well, we can see your midriff. And I didn't even know what a midriff was before this interaction because I've never even heard that before. <laughs> but then I realized it's that little tiny part right above your belly button. And I guess if you see that, that was being really distracting to like the five old men in there. So he gave me a warning and said, I can still work out there today, but if I come back, I have to wear a real shirt. He specifically said a real shirt, which I found that really interesting because I think tank tops are real shirts, especially in a gym setting. Like with our dress code at my current school, we can wear skirts and like you can't wear like a like short skirt without going around the halls and being looked at, um, being like whistled at, cat called, things like that. So it's become kind of a norm. Another time, um, I I was a a sophomore, and I was at a basketball game, and just a random boy bought me a, like, a lollipop. He he gave it to me, and then I started eating it, and then one of his friends came over and said, um, oh yeah, he bought that for you because he wanted to see you suck on something, that's what he said. And I just remember being like, 
you're really gonna like sexualize eating like I now like what the fuck am I like what can I do now he said but it's not like I raped you I just remember those words that was the last thing that he ever said to me we were on a family trip in Boston and we were going out to dinner and I was wearing just like a normal blue dress and a cardigan and I put on red lipstick and he said that I look like a prostitute again and I was like oh okay cool and he's like oh I just don't want people to get the wrong idea and I was like we're walking around town and I'm with my family I'm with my parents and my sister like obviously nobody's gonna come up to me because I'm wearing a dress in red lipstick and he was like oh well it's kind of just like throwing a piece of raw meat to the dogs uh and I told my boyfriend at the time and I was all sad and he was like oh well he has a point like he's just trying to protect you and I just never got any support from like men around me. I talked to one of my guy friends about it because I kind of wanted to see if that was just like a male thing or if it was just my dad. And they were all like, well, he didn't mean it like that. And they kind of just brushed it off. Another time I went to Target and this time it was like an older man. Like he was a worker. He was like staring at me, making me feel so uncomfortable. Like he wanted to approach me and my mom was like, Luna, hurry up, like wrap this around you, you know, like trying to cover my body. And it just did not feel right. Having a, you know, a more developed body at a young age just did not help with this whole thing. And it just, you know, it just sucks. Going to places and people trying to get by you, especially men and like how they will grab your waist versus if they were going past another man would just say like, oh, excuse me. And would keep moving or would create as much space as possible to not bump against them. But with women, it's like they don't show the same respect. It's like, oh, like, excuse me, sweetheart. And it's like, okay, you didn't have to say that, didn't have to do all that. Simply excuse me or just moving around um, would have sufficed. So. And then even at school sometimes where I will wear, it's not even like, okay, you can consider a crop top if you want to, but that's literally just a shirt. And yeah, okay, it shows my stomach, but if I'm comfortable with wearing it, I'm going to wear it regardless of who's around me. Like, I'm not walking around for everybody to be like, oh, yeah, stare, look at me up and down, da, da, da. like, no. But it doesn't make it better. Like, okay, yeah, people are going to stare regardless of what you have on, sweatpants or not. And But it doesn't make it better when faculty members, like, call it out by saying, like, oh, everybody, look at Bree. She has no clothes on. Look at her. Da, da, da. Like, no. Like, if they want to, like, they're going, like, regardless, people are going to look no matter what. But, like, you pointing out, that doesn't make the situation better. Because what a person wears doesn't, like, determine who they are and, like, the attention behind it. Like, I can wear whatever I want, and that doesn't mean I want somebody, a complete stranger, to violate my body. I was in gym class, and I had a um, male gym teacher, and his name was Mr. Zock. Um... And I remember we, like, would warm up and, like, we would have to do, like, some exercises before we actually, like, did the activity for the day. And so I was on the ground doing push-ups, as one does, and I don't even know why I feel the need to mention my clothing, but I guess it adds to my perspective. I was literally wearing, like, a white crew neck t-shirt and um, blue athletic shorts, just, like, random athletic shorts and gym shoes, and... As I'm doing my push-ups, he gets down on the ground and, like, looks... My shirt is, like, lifted, and he looks under my shirt at my sports bra and, like, my bare stomach that's exposed, and he doesn't say anything. And in that moment, I felt, like, 
so violated. I was like, this man, he had just turned, he had to be in his late 50s, almost 60. And he did that. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like, I'm literally 14 or 13 years old. Um, and it, it really traumatized me because that was the first time like where someone had like gotten that close to me and like almost like touched me or grabbed me. Um, and I remember after that, like, I just, I felt like I had like an out of body experience. Like I wasn't even there anymore. And, um, I remember I got on the school bus after, cause it was the last class I got on the school bus and I just started sobbing. I just couldn't stop crying because I was just like so scared that he like felt the need to get that close to me and like look at my fourteen-year-old uh, girl bra. I just was like so confused as to what to happen and how it happened and like why me? Like why did this have to happen to me specifically? I was 15. I'm like seven or eight. 16. Um, probably 15. At age nine, I can remember first being sort of sexualized against my will by my stepfather. 14. 16. Around like 12. 11. 10 probably. 20 years old. Uh, when I was eight. I was either 13 or 14. 12. Like, I was really young. I was 19. When I start puberty. Third grade? 23. Like, I've been 15, 16, 17, now 18. 11, 12. 13. I was 13. I was in eighth grade, so I think that's around, like, 13, 14. 18. 10. Mm. All in middle school, basically. Youngest, 11. High school. I was 20. 12, 14, 15, 16. All those, like, honestly, once I hit sixth grade, every all those ages from 11 to 16 is when I felt uncomfortable. I was 17. This is this past summer. So, like, 16, 17, 15. 10 or 11 at this point. I would say like preteen ages. 13, 12. 13, 13. I was 11. As I've grown older, you know, from, from age 9 to age 20, as I am now, I've really had to realize that like the sexualization hasn't stopped. It's only changed. It's only coming from different places now. I feel small, dirty. I feel like it's my fault. Belittled. Well, in the moment, I was sad. Like, I genuinely wanted to cry because he just said I was dressing like a whore. I just felt, like, kind of powerless and violated. Kind of, like, disgust. And, like, kind of, like, shame because I was like, I don't know what I did 
for them to like think that that was okay to do. I was embarrassed. Um, alone, uncomfortable, and uneasy. Like, uneasy, like, sickening almost. Well, when I was younger, when they first started, I used to, like, think, like, oh, it was, like, actually me. Like, oh, I, like, I used to feel ashamed. And as a Black woman, it seems as if my body and my appearance are, are hardly ever my own. They're always someone else's to compliment, always someone else's to criticize, always someone else's to, like, lay claim to. It's kind of embarrassment. Like, my dad said that this is not appropriate. I just subjected his eyes to seeing me wear something inappropriate. He doesn't want to see his daughter like this, you know? Or it's like my grandmother. Like, I just subjected her to seeing me wearing a slutty dress. Almost like a questioning of, like, what am I doing? Like, is what I'm doing wrong? Like, is there something that I'm doing that, like, led up to this? Shocked. I feel sad. I immediately want to go on the defense. But then also, at the same time, you, you feel small. Embarrassment? Even though I knew I had nothing to be embarrassed about. If there's any emotion to describe the sexualization I've suffered, it's just like a silent sometimes unspoken and oftentimes unarticulated rage. And it's a rage that I can't really fathom or understand until after the fact and until I'm like reflecting and looking back. I felt helpless and demoralized. Just maybe really uncomfortable. I like to think of myself as like a strong, confident woman. And he just minimize me to nothing with just a few words so just that power he had was just like it was gut-wrenching scared lots of anxiety like conflicted frustration because also he it was also like a power dynamic because he's also like security and i'm just person passing through uncomfortable sometimes i'm like worried for my safety sometimes i'm just like annoyed mostly just hurt and confused exposed really ashamed like ashamed but also like worried about how he was being perceived felt like i was lower than him like he kind of put me below him scared nerve-wracking i guess now i I, I felt very exposed i think that would probably be the best word i just felt like a gross pit in my stomach and i just felt like um like ashamed and wrong a little bit, like, self-hatred. Um, well, it made me feel like there's nothing I can do. Like, people always say that you can do this to prevent this happening to you, or especially as a woman, but there's nothing that we can do. Like, it's completely them. I can wear a garbage sack or something, and I'll still get catcalled when I'm walking down the street. So, okay. I guess just helpless. I felt like an object. I think it's a really pernicious kind of thing and it's a really hard thing to articulate because even as I'm walking down the street my appearance is being commented on and and men don't get that you know men don't get that at all and so even in those moments when people are trying to be kind and they're giving me these compliments it's still like wait a minute here you're complimenting me as if I'm like a a piece of artwork 
you're complimenting me on like the bits and pieces of myself and not, and not on the whole at all. You know, people say, oh, you have beautiful hair, but no one says, you're so brave and you're so outspoken and you're so courageous. And those are the kind of compliments that I want, I, that I would like to hear. And those are the kind of compliments that mean something to me. I'd rather be told that I act like Angela Davis than that I look like her. I'd rather be called brave than beautiful. I'd rather be courageous than cute. And so I definitely do think that I am a sexual object. And at the very least, I am an object and I am objectified before I'm humanized.